Many years ago, in old Russia, there lived a simple Jew known as Yankel the Clay Carrier. He worked very hard and made a poor living. He used to go out of the city to dig sand and clay and bring it into town to sell to the brick factory where they made bricks. Despite his hard work, he barely made enough money to feed his wife and family. Yankel worked hard. He even worked harder than his two horses, who were a sorry sight, all skin and bones. Yankel hardly earned enough money to feed them even hay, let alone oats. But Yankel was not one to complain. He was very optimistic. He always trusted and believed that Hashem would not forget about him. One stormy, rainy day, as Yankel was making his way to the city with a load of heavy clay, he saw a poor Jew stuck knee-deep in the mud who called to Yankel for help. Please, said this Jew, do me a favor and take me into town. I will pay you whatever you ask. I'm very sorry, said Yankel, but surely you can see that my two poor weak horses barely manage with the weight that they have now. They can't take any extra weight. I have a suggestion, said the Jew. Tell me how much your load of clay is worth, and I will pay you even more. That way you can dump the clay on the side of the road here and take me instead. So Yankel agreed. They tipped out the heavy load of clay and got back into the wagon. And Yankel provided this Jew with a warm blanket and some hot tea to warm him up. The horses, feeling the lighter load, set off at a faster trot. On the way, Yankel asked his passenger for his name. I am Moshe Leib, said the passenger. Moshe Leib, said Yankel. Are you by any chance the great Tzaddik Reb Moshe Leib of Sasov? I am Moshe Leib, said the Jew quietly. Yankel was sure that he was carrying a very important person, and he thanked Hashem quietly for the privilege of being able to help a tzaddik. Yankel came home much later than usual due to his special trip, and his wife asked him, Why are you so late today? Did you do so much business? Did you earn a lot of money? Yankel told her the whole story and about how he had had the merit to take the tzaddik Rev Moshe Leib of Sasov to Brod. Very nice, said his wife. And how much did you get for that? What are you saying? answered Yankel. How can you even think I would charge anything for the mitzvah and the schus of helping the tzaddik Rev Moshe Leib? Fine, she said. Did you at least get a bracha from him? It's high time we should be able to live without struggling so much just to make ends meet. Maybe Hashem will reward us for the mitzvah you have done, said Yankel's wife. Yankel had not gotten a bracha from the Rebbe, but he decided it would be a good idea to follow his wife's suggestion and go to Brod and ask the tzaddik Reb Moshe Leib for a bracha, which was surely needed. So Yankel went to the tzaddik and asked him for a bracha, saying that his wife had sent him. 
The tzaddik said to Yankel, Tell me, what do you have in the house? I have nothing in the house, replied Yankel. All I own are the two skinny horses that took you here to Brod. I see, said the tzaddik. So you will have one for Purim and one for Pesach. Yankel understood that the audience with the tzaddik was over, so he left and returned home. He told his wife what the tzaddik had said. You call that a bracha? she exclaimed. It seems that one horse will pass away before Purim and the other one before Pesach. One week later, Yankel's son came running into the house. Tati, one of the horses has died. Yankel sold the horse's hide and had enough money to buy some things for Purim, some hamantashen, and enough for a Purim suda. Several weeks later, his son came into the house again. Tati, the other horse has died. Yankel sold the hide of the horse and was able to buy matzah and wine. After Pesach, Yankel went back to the tzaddik and told him what had happened. Don't worry, Reb Yankel, said the tzaddik Reb Moshalev of Sasov. Go out and ask people for help. You will yet become an innkeeper. Yankel was very puzzled with what the Rebbe had said, but he did not want to question the tzaddik on the meaning of his words. He went home, wondering how could a beggar become an innkeeper. But he also felt that if the tzaddik had said so, then it would be possible. So with a traveler's bag slung over his shoulder, Yankel Yankel left town in the darkness of night. He was ashamed to beg in his own hometown, where he was well known. But to go out into the strange world was also not easy. So Yankel wandered from shtetl to shtetl and from shtot to shtot, sending as much money as he could collect to his needy family back home. Many days he barely had more than a crust of bread to still his own hunger pains. One day, tired, cold, and hungry, he entered a kretschma. In the middle of the kretschma was a large warming oven made of ceramic bricks. It was used partially to heat the room and partially for cooking, but there was a large flat spot on the top of the oven where Yankel climbed up and lay down to warm up his shivering body. As he lay there, two Yiddish merchants came in and ordered a very fine meal. The innkeeper served them himself, and he got into a conversation with them. They told him that they were cattle dealers who would buy cattle from the Poritzim and then sell it in various markets. As it happened, they had just come from a Poritz but they were unable to do any business with him. This Paritz had lost the services of a number of Jewish innkeepers, and he was now without one. He sounded very desperate, said one of the cattle dealers. He said he wouldn't sell us even one animal unless we come back with a Jew who could run a kretschma for him. He didn't care if the Jew would be the sorriest beggar you ever saw. He simply had to get someone. 
Really? asked the innkeeper. But why must he have a Jewish innkeeper? And why was it so difficult for him to find one? Well, the truth of the matter is, said the other merchant, the other Paritzim bragged to each other about what a great mushka they have, what a great Jew they have running their kretschma. This Paritz is ashamed to admit that he doesn't have any mushka, no Jew, great or not so great. And he feels badly. He was even ready to lose doing business with us unless we could find a Jew who would manage the inn for him. The reason that no Jews want to work with him is that he has a name for being a very mean man and very hard to get along with. I see, said the Karechma. Why would anyone want to work for such a paritz? Only someone who would be very desperate would take on such a job as this. Well, said the two merchants, we feel ready to do something about it. Even if it costs us a couple of hundred rubles to get such a man for the job, we will pay it. Do you know of anybody who could do this work? Yes, I think I do. A beggar came in a little while ago, and he crawled on top of the oven to warm up. Let's ask him. Yankel had heard every word of the conversation. He remembered the words of the tzaddik at Moshaleb of Sasov, that he, Yankel, with his beggar's bag, would yet become an innkeeper, and now it seemed like that might actually happen. So he immediately got down from the oven. The innkeeper brought him to the table where the two merchants were sitting. They looked him up and down. They didn't seem very impressed with his appearance. But that would have to be a problem for the parrots, not for them. We would like to talk to you, they said. Yes, I know, said Yankel. I heard everything. But before I speak to you, I'm so hungry, I must get some food into my stomach. Yes, of course, they said. Innkeeper, bring this man a good solid meal. Yankel had not eaten that well for a long time, if ever. After the meal, they benched with a zimun, and Yankel told them he was ready to take on the job of being the kretschma for the parrots. The two merchants were delighted. They took Yankel to the local Schneider to have a new set of clothes made. They paid for a room at the inn where he would stay until the clothes would be ready and until he could build up his strength. A week later, the merchants brought Yankel to the parrots, who was so delighted to hire Yankel as his new kretschmer. He immediately wrote out a contract to give the inn to Yankel rent-free for two whole years. He also gave Yankel a large sum of money to bring his wife and family and to get them comfortably settled in their new home. And then the parrots concluded the business deal with the two cattle merchants, which he had refused them earlier. The two merchants were very happy with the result of their business deal. They gave Yankel 200 rubles as commission. And then Yankel was an innkeeper. He worked hard and honestly, and he earned a very good name for himself. Before long, he became extremely popular and did a thriving business. The Paritz was very satisfied. 
He had never before had such a capable innkeeper. The poets became so pleased with Yankel that he appointed him to be the manager of his entire estate. None of the poets' friends could boast of a better moshka than Yankel. Yankel, the former clay carrier, became a very rich man, but he never forgot where he had come from. He knew what it meant to be poor and hungry by Elenu, and he was ever ready to help any needy fellow Jew. Now Yankel was no longer known as the clay carrier, but as Yankel the innkeeper, and also as the kindest, most charitable person in the area. For his part, Yankel was full of gratitude to Hashem for the great kindness he had shown him, and Yankel never forgot the bracha of the tzaddik, Reb Moshe Leib of Sasov, who told him, you will have one for Purim and one for Pesach. <laughs> <laughs>